grab me a beer and grab him a coke We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes And please don't mix it up cause he done sobered up Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. For those of you new to the show, I'll tell you what it's all about. One of my favorite things to do in my past life was to hang out with a friend, get messed up, and talk about life, dreams, goals, and share crazy stories. Basically, be an awesome drinking buddy. I am now on day 951 of being clean and sober, hence the X in the title, but I still love the conversation that comes with being a drinking buddy. And that is, in essence, what this podcast is all about. Every once in a while, I will do a solo show, but normally I will have a guest. And today, I have the pleasure, nay, the privilege oh, Jesus. of being joined by a good friend of mine, a very funny comedian uh, from Jacksonville, Florida, and our go-to on political conspiracy theories, oh, fuck. <laughs> Trevor Johnson. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. Go ahead, plug everything up top, uh, social media, any dates you have coming up, anything like that you want to tell the listeners about. Uh, I have no dates to plug because I'm an unsuccessful over my comedian going on seven years and COVID hit while I was going to take a break anyways. But if you want to see me talk shit about the Jaguars and every once in a while accuse somebody of being a pedophile in Hollywood, you can follow me at Drover Tonson. That's just my Twitter handle. It's the trevor johnson but the t and the j are switched uh i think right now it's uh my handle is uh a misspelled mission accomplished because the tank is complete baby (laughs) trevor lawrence gets to join me in jacksville as the other trevor (laughs) yeah that's true he will be the other and you guys grow a similar mustache Mm mm-hmm I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, that. that clip was great. Yeah. yeah, the reporter was on a hot mic and he was like, "Look at this dude's mustache," and he's just like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> he, I saw an interview with him today, getting ready for the Heisman, and he was like, uh, "They were like, oh, you didn't shave your mustache." He goes, "No, I know a lot of people talk talk a lot of trash about me, but I'm not shaving it." And I was like, "Good for you, man." Yeah, for sure. And it's it's I did, so this was like a point. I was like, so I was at work today. I work in a restaurant, and uh, the dudes in the back were talking about like. Yeah, just like bowl season and shit, and they were uh, talking about Trevor Lawrence, and I was like, you know that dude's a bad man because he has bitch-made hair, but he's like, refuses to cut it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he has like Blaine Gabbert 2010 hair, and he refuses God, to Blaine advance Gabbert. to like Blaine Gabbert 2014 hair. <laughs> <laughs> you are a huge Jax fan. I am. It's unfortunate. Well, now it's great. It's fucking yeah, awesome. Now, now it's awesome. Yeah, now yeah. it's fantastic. Before we ruin him and he tears both ACLs and like Why some... Why do you say such horrible things? You remember when we got Jalen Ramsey and it's like, hell yeah, and then he tore his meniscus in camp and then yeah. we were like, oh, bummer. And it was like, I can't remember if Dante Fowler was first, but like we were so high for Dante Fowler. He wore that sweet ass red jacket at the draft and then mm-hmm. he tore his ACL in camp and it was just like, so you just come to Jacksonville and your cartilage just explodes on contact with the soil of Jacksonville. As soon as you land in Jacksonville. Oh, for sure. It's done. <laughs> so you said you've been doing comedy seven years now uh yeah basically when did you you started in jacksonville yeah no i started i've always lived here and okay. uh you grew up here oh yeah no i grew up on the west side uh go cedar hills baby but um yeah no i started really uh kind of out of nowhere like i was i was training for uh the like a job that i still work at like it's like a restaurant i come like 
go off, do my thing, and then I come back usually. Yeah. Because the money's too fucking good. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, trust me. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I was like, uh, I was like training at work, and then I went over to Rain Dogs, and on Mondays it used to be Dollar Bud Lights, which is what I'm currently drinking in front of your alcoholic ass, which is very <laughs> cons- very considerate of me. I, uh, I actually encourage people to drink on the show thank you because it makes the show more fun even if you were like eh, i don't know i'd be like well you mean yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's it oh i the forgot <laughs> i had um it's weird though because you're not the first person to bring their own alcohol because everyone's like oh you're sober i'm like yeah but i host a show called x drinking buddy so like i'll have alcohol in the house i had um People listening who have already heard this, I had Matt Anderson on, who owns Eraser Records. We were talking. Yo, about shout this. out Eraser Records. The shit's lit. Yeah, we. Um, he was on, and I, I had, I thought he, he had mentioned he was going to drink whiskey. I was going to say, is he a big time drinker? Yeah, yeah. He does listen to records. It's yeah. kind of like you're either fucking. Um, yeah, he owns out, his own yeah. record shop. He just hangs out. Yeah, and... I smoke weed and I drink whiskey and I listen to records. It's like you better do something because that shit. I I love listening to just sitting there and listening to records. And even I'm like, man, I this is boring. Yeah, but then he <laughs> just went out and bought his own record shop. So now it's like, oh, yeah. I'm working. But he um, he said he was gonna drink whiskey on the show, and I was like, fuck yeah, like because when he gets loosey goosey, he's he's so much. I mean, he's fun either way, but. Like I thought it was going to be like, I get to smell it. No, he, he comes into work hot sometimes, and you're like, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, we're doing it, man. Let's do it. I could never go into work drunk, man. I could never do it. Uh, we, the whole, well, a lot of the episode, we talked about that, because I used to go in, like, fucked up like, well, yeah. on a daily basis. But uh, Yeah, but you were hardcore, man. Yeah, but he... Um, you're really going after it. He had told me where the... He didn't have any whiskey, though, so I was like, oh, I'll go get it, because he's running the shop, so it's like he can't leave. And it was the first time in the three years that I've been sober that I went into like a bummy, like yeah. shady liquor. Because I go into liquor stores, but a lot of times it's like a Walmart liquor store to get Savannah some wine. Because oh, like, okay, okay. alcohol is still the best gift to give people because it's super oh, of easy. It's so easy. So I still go into liquor stores from time to time or to get cigarettes because they have cheap cigarettes. But uh, The best. Um, it was the first time in like a shady like like a shady one and yeah. they all have that same smell to them. Oh yeah. And it's that same smell that's in every liquor store that's a quote unquote packaging store that's open past. Uh, so as soon as I walked in and that smell hit me, I was like, I miss this. <laughs> oh dude. Yeah, no, this sounds like pathetic. As a as a functioning alcoholic myself, uh I yeah, no, that smell, like whenever you like when you're like sober and you're just like, Man, I'm gonna get ripped tonight. Yeah, that, and then, yeah, exactly. yeah, you, you you walk in and as soon as it hits your nostrils, you're like, Yeah, yeah that's it. Now I get this now that I don't drink as much, uh, now I get that same kind of like fucking like, yo, let's fucking rip one off whenever I walk into Target. Oh really? Yeah, Target smell. I'm like, dude, let's fucking white the fuck out of this night, dude. <laughs> let's get real crackerish with this shit. <laughs> yeah. That was uh but that was the first time in a long time where I was like, yeah, let's – because he was – like you mentioned, he was talking about getting drunk at work. And I used to – I think I've shared this on the podcast before. I'm not sure. But I used to – I would have three or four shot glasses and I would pour those out for myself. Yeah. And I would just – like the same situation we have here in the studio, like – I would have a, a coffee table, yeah, and then uh, you love how I, I call it a studio. You call it a studio. Yeah. Well, we got to be fast because Howard's going to be in here later to it's, record. Yeah. <laughs> it's two chairs and two mics, but I'm like, no, the studio. But and then um, we got, you know, we got our, you know, we got our our, our studio assistants, uh, Gavin. Thank you. Yeah, he, he just brought me another beer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. interns. That's what I, I was looking for. <laughs> I'll get back to that original story, but I actually had someone. They're like, oh, do you record the podcast? And I go, well, audio, but we don't do video. And they were like, oh, you need to do video. You totally no, need to do video. Don't. 
Well, I was like, I'm not really like, I don't have the camera set up and I don't have the time yeah. to like edit an hour and a half podcast. Swapping. For, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I said. Yeah, swapping the edit. But then they were like, oh, I'll do it for you. No, they won't. And I, well, in my head, I was like, did you, first of all, did you just offer me free service? Second yeah. of all, something that you do for free, you're not going to take very seriously. So yeah. I was like, nah, I'm good. But yeah, I used to put out like three shots on the coffee table and I would just do those three shot glasses, just keep rotating them. Boom, boom, boom. But eventually, I would always pass out. It's so weird to me that, like, because my brother is, like, a really uh, bad alcoholic. Shout out to my brother. We haven't spoken in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, he would do the same thing where he would, like, but he was, like, he's, like, I don't I won't say his name. But, like, he he would get ripped, and he would always, like, pour into a shot glass. And, like, me looking at it, and I've never been, like, the super huge liquor person. Yeah. But I look at it, and I'm just, like. Just pour it into a big fucking cup. Well, see, that's the thing is I would so I would the formality get, of the shot yeah. seems like inappropriate well, like for smoking. home. Well, it's like smoking. It's like the the action of the doing. It's oh, not the actual. Yeah. That makes sense. Because if you wanted to get fucked up, you would just open a fifth and, and like just chug it. Yeah. But that's it's like the action of like doing the shot. You're like this is what normal people do. Well, and my shit used to be so sad because I would watch, and I know you know this because I joke about it, but I would watch mm-hmm. like Burn Notice. And I would do shots to like crazy, like I'm like Bruce Campbell. I'm drinking my ties yeah. and being a Blackwater guy. <laughs> Mojitos, but yeah, it was. Um, I used to like whenever they would have like a, a a good line, like either a hard hitting line or like he'd say something like walk out of the room. I'd be like fuck yeah, and I would like yeah. do a shot to You're it. Like this is a reward for writing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, just 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 drunk as fuck, just slurring, just like Bruce Campbell says some shit like groovy, and then you go. Uh, you got capital line, sir. And you just fucking drop <laughs> that was, And I would always like do the cheers, but I would always... <laughs> just cheersing a TV drunk by yourself <laughs> yeah, in your man. underwear. But I would always pass out. Here's to Bruce. <laughs> my alarm would go off um, to get ready for work. And this mm-hmm. is when I was working at First Watch. So I'd have, it would go off at like 5.30. You were working at First Watch when you were drinking? Yeah. That is so rough, dude. I So my alarm would go off Jeez. at 5.30 and I would literally, I'd be on the couch and I'd open my eyes and what would be on the coffee table because I had three shot glasses that mm-hmm. I would go from. So one or two of them would still have a shot in there. No. And I would just boom, boom. You fucking savage. That's breakfast. Let's get ready to go oh. to work. What were you taking shots of vodka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, it was vodka. I used to, in college, because um, I didn't really start drinking until um, I was done with high school and I took a year off. Yeah, and that's same. Where I kind of like started partying but then i was training to play college football so like yeah i was i was partying but i would be like that crazy guy in animal house or something but it was like once a week maybe yeah and then when i got to college i loved rum that makes spiced sense. spiced rum oh Jesus. so i started with captain morgan yeah and i would do that all the time and then when i stopped playing football and got like just basically took all that energy to play football and i just transferred that into partying yeah I was like, oh, I can drink like half a thing of rum, like a half a handle of Captain, and I'm not getting nearly as fucked up as I want to because my tolerance had built so much. Yeah, of course. And the sugar was so like, I would feel like, I would feel sick before I'd feel drunk. Yeah, plus you're such a physical specimen. <laughs> I used to be. But, you're, uh, you're a beast, the savage like myself. I, <laughs> I, uh, just fucking throwing weight around in the gym. But then I got animal. to Sailor Jerry. Oh, no. Because that's almost. Do that's, you have any tattoos? Speaking yeah. of Sailor Jerry, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. any Sailor Jerry type tattoos? No, I don't. Nah, just tribal. Yeah, <laughs> fucking asshole! I knew no, it. No, I don't. Oh, uh, I got to be so good though. Uh, scripture tattoo. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's no. why I was. I were, yeah, tribal. Um, I got Austin three sixteen. What part of the Bible is that from? <laughs> funny story about how that actually became a thing, but 
That's neither here nor there. Uh, you probably know because you lived with Brian for a while. But I, um, I switched to Sailor Jerry. Shouts out Brian Ziola. Yeah, he's been on the show. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Damn. I need he to had to one show. of the best lines. <laughs> he had one of the best lines I'd ever heard. We were That's talking, not surprising. Well, we were talking about comedy, and I said, does it bother you? And it, people can go on my uh, Instagram and see the clip, but I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah. I said, does it bother you when people are like, because I think comedy needs to have like some sort of social, like you can have dick jokes and pussy jokes and all that yeah, kind of, of stuff, like whatever. But like throughout your set, I, I would hope that you would try to say something. You'd hope so. I mean, the number one thing is being funny. And yeah. then if you're able to connect that to something personal, yeah. that's the next step. But that's like so fucking, like I've been doing this for a while and I like, I'm st- I still have to get out of the habit of like when I first started, it was like when you, so when you first start, it's like. Anything that hits, if it plays, it stays. Like, yeah. fucking, yeah, like, yeah, no yeah. matter what, even if it has nothing to do with the next thing. And, and I've never been, like, a one-liner guy. It's always, like, you know, like, either, like, three-part structure or, like, there's, like, a punch and a tag. Yeah. Or it's, like, I have, like, a couple of stories that I'll do or whatever. But, like, I, even when I, like, first started out, I was, like, trying to do just funny, 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 funny. And whatever would work, I would keep it. But then, eventually, I started getting pretentious about it. And be like, yeah, but what am I even saying? Dude, and I am, then, but then that got now it gets into my head where I'm like, I want to do a joke about this, and it's like, but that's not really how writing works. Unless you're like, unless you understand your process, which I don't have one. Yeah. Then like it's so hard to like come up with like what it's going to be about before you even know. Like I have to think, like I have to be thinking about dumb shit in my head and come up with a line that's like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. The, apropos of nothing, be like, how do I get to this? And then you reverse engineer. So you it. okay? I see. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. mine. Mine is different, and I'm fortunate enough to have all the the stories that I have, because I used to. Yeah, you have much more, more like formal structure for yeah. sure. Well, because because you have a lot of exposition, because you have a lot of personal stuff. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's yeah, like, mine's like ideas, where it's be yeah. like, hey, what about this? Well, because like you have that bit about um, basically eating the rich, which I think is yeah. hilarious, and and my you know that is something it's not only funny but it's also saying something but you do it in a way where it's like that oh. we want to physically eat the rich yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. but that's funny and i don't really give a cat like i really don't give a shit about their stuff like it looks nice but like i can't really eat a couch but i can eat a person a human being but mm-hmm. my because i used to do when i first started i had like i've got old joke books in this bookcase from like 2009 i see those yeah, well, some of those are actually... I kept all my stuff from college, so... Right next to the Game Informers. Yeah, so I have a lot of... Some of those notebooks are from college classes, and some of them are joke books, but... Yeah. Like, some of the shit was, like, terrible. Like, of course. I, and it was garbage, but, like, I was doing a very bro-y kind of, like, oh, I'm, like, the cool frat kid college football player. Were you trying to do, like, Tucker Max shit? Yeah, pretty much. Like, Oof. I was just trying to do... Yeah, and it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. And so then... When I moved, it's to, weird that you got to existentialism from that. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> well, then when I moved to Oklahoma to, and live with my cousin, but what out, does it mean to party? Sorry, shouts out to shouts out to Tom Joyce. Yo, Tom Joyce, I fuck with you hard. That's my uh, cousin. He was doing comedy in Oklahoma City, and I moved out there with him after I spent twenty six thousand dollars in twenty eight days. Um, he's an Okie. If you want to, no, no, no. He's from Florida, but he went out there yeah, for Teach for be. America. I don't fuck um, with Okies. Hook them horns, baby. Um, he actually lived in Austin for a while. God uh, damn it! <laughs> but uh, 
he he was he was really into he's the one who introduced me to comedy when I was like six or seven like Mitch oh, okay. Hedberg like the old school Comedy Central presents and stuff yeah 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 and so he was wait how it, old are you again thirty three okay that's so right. he took it very seriously like how pretentious and serious I take it now yeah is how serious he was taking it is he still doing comedy no so that's the thing is he would get so mad at me because he'd be like dude like you're going on stage wasted and you're doing like Arnold impressions and doing like these this frat boy humor God he's like damn. why don't you write a fucking joke. And like, so then I started to try to write set up punches and I was so bad at that. Yeah. And then I got to the point, kind of like what Marcus talks about, because Marcus used to do one liners. And then it got to the point. Yeah, where, way back in the day. Yeah. I never even saw him do those. Oh, really? Well, no. it got to the point where then I. Well, he was in Orlando when yeah. I first started. Okay. And yeah, then he yeah. came back to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Okay. He bumped me from my first big show. Did he really? He really did. That's hilarious. I'll, uh, so I'll. Sorry, I'll interrupt with uh, no, yeah, yeah, that is a fun one. But yeah, like uh, like seven months in the comedy, like four seven months, I was doing very well. Yeah, and I was like, I had like a good five minutes, and then every week I would try to like do three of good shit, and then two minutes of like new stuff, and it yeah. would usually work out pretty well. And so uh, Buck. Chris Buck approached me for uh, hosting Kyle Kinane at Jackrabbits. I remember this. Yes. Marcus has told this story. Yes. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never so, heard your perspective of this. No. And by the way, Marcus is so, like so much of a better comedian than I am. And especially at the time. Like now it's kind of like it's a little bit closer, but like Marcus is still way better. He's a headliner and I'm an occasional headliner. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, like, and and this is the most pathetic thing about it. I was like, yeah, my first big show, big boy pants on. I'm going to fucking host the fuck out of this show. And I'd never listened to Kyle Kinane. Oh, really? Yeah, I was vaguely aware of who he was. But like, I've, I love Kyle. I And now he's like one of my favorites. I've actually like worked with him. So now yeah. it's like, it's different. But yeah, like I remember being like, being like so excited. And then like a few hours before the show, Buck was like, hey, turns out Marcus Crespo's in town. He's actually going to host it. Sorry, buddy. And I was like. Oh, man, bummer. And he was like, you're still good. You could still come to the show or whatever. So it was free or whatever. But he definitely was like, dude, my bad. I felt like, I almost said a name. Someone who shall remain nameless who you know uh, was like, you should be really fucking mad about that. And I was like, no, because it would have gone horribly. I would have done like my little five minute whatever set for like the 60 people in our room that occupies probably like 42 comfortably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just done whatever. And uh, more embarrassing, and this is probably this is a good lead into a drunk story. Was that I just got trashed the entire time we were, and I was just like, ha, 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 this motherfucker is so funny. Ha. Oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah, just trashed. <laughs> and uh, like, so after the show, we're all hanging out, and Kyle's hanging out. And yet again, I don't know who he is. I, I'm vaguely aware of who he is, but I know he's like a fairly famous comedian. Yeah, voice of Comedy Central. I don't know if he was the voice back of, then. But... Uh, he was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so this was 2004. 13, 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're hanging out at front, and he's fucked up too, because this is back when he used to get really drunk. He was just pounding fucking butt heavy. So like yeah. he had like yeah. an, hour, he had an hour set, and he probably had nine. So he's like just wasted, and he's like, I'm fucking hungry. Where's there to eat around here? And I was like, I can take you to Kickbacks. And so, <laughs> and Kickbacks is this place that doesn't close till three. They serve yeah. food till three. So everybody's like, yeah, let's go to Kickbacks. And everybody's kind of figuring out who's going to, you know, like, oh, who's riding with who? Who's riding with who? And like the way the buck tells it is like, and then you are just dragging Kyle Kinane to your car. <laughs> and on the way there, I have Kyle Kinane in the front seat and I'm driving and I really fucking shouldn't be, but he's too wasted to like notice. And on the way to Kickbacks, I'm like, do you ever miss doing open mics? <laughs> The most pathetic, yeah, 
And and shout out to fucking Kanae, and he was the nicest fucking guy, and he was like, yeah, sometimes, man, you know, like, I, I miss, like, you know, just going to a place and doing a thing, but, you know, because in L.A., it's hard, and because he, he's trying to placate me, because yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not hard at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's your Kyle Kinane, who has, like, Kyle Kinane has the best career. I've said this so many times, but he's the career in comedy that I'm most jealous of, because he's, he, everybody loves and respects him, because he's one of the best comedians in the country. Yeah. And he's also not famous. Like, he's famous enough to where if, if you saw him, you'd be like, I feel like that's a guy. Yeah. But he's not famous enough to where it's like he's getting his day interrupted all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, I love true. Patton, but I wouldn't ever want, like, Patton's life. Yeah, because Patton, especially with all the movies and stuff that he... Because I know Kyle's been in movies, but it's it's fun because when I... Movies and a couple shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all low-key shit. Yeah, but... And it's he does a lot of VO stuff, and it's... Mm-hmm. It's so much fun when I see him or, you know, before Sebastian was Sebastian, you'd catch him. Yeah. You'd see him in a movie. And, you know, obviously, because I I love comedy. So I'd be like, oh, my God, that's that's Kyle Kinane. Yeah. And then my girlfriend's always like, who's that? And I go, it's a comedian. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's 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 pretty cool. I love that your girlfriend is the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. She's also equally unimpressed with uh, because that's how that's how my girlfriend is. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, this thing. And she's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) It just doesn't. Well, we told the story when she was on the podcast. But when we were in New York, uh, one of the times we went up there to visit uh, before we were planning on moving. We were standing outside the cellar, and Tom Rhodes walked out, and I was telling her. Oh, Tom Rhodes. Yeah. Before Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great dude. But before he went up. He came like we were sitting in the back corner at the cellar, and he had walked by us, like because he was getting ready to go on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, we've been there. We've been there. We know. We know what that's like. Um, you know, walking around. <laughs> I've never this is, like, never been in New York. Um, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like before, I know it from the Louis entrance. Before <laughs> you're going to do a set, like you kind of like I pace. Yeah. And so he was kind of pacing, and then he like paced right by our table, and I remember his original Comedy Central presents, mm-hmm. like from. Way, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been doing it forever. Yeah. And so he walked by and I said, holy shit, Tom Rhodes, man. I was like, I love you, man. He's like, thank you. Because he was getting ready to go on stage. He's like, all right, man, cool, thanks. And Uh, uh, Yeah, thanks, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be nice about it. But like, I've been doing comedy at this point 10 years and I'm still like, oh my God, hey, man, can I talk to you before you go on stage? Yeah, but you're such a fucking Labrador. You know know what I mean? But he he was like, oh, thanks, man. And then he went up, did his thing. And then after the show, we were outside and he walked outside. And um, Savannah just not even hesitation walked up and she said, Tom, hey, Tom. And I was nice. like, the fuck are you doing? She's like, hey, Tom. It's called a power move. You wouldn't know anything about it. Dude, I don't know anything about it. But she pulls that kind of stuff all the time. She's like, this is my boyfriend, Brennan. He's a really big fan of yours. Just and then you're like, hi, my dick is small and you're great. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have no idea what to say. Well, <laughs> I, I, I kind of panicked. And I do what I do sometimes on this show, which is where I just started bulldozing the conversation. Like I'm a comic from Florida. I'm I, and he's like, oh, I'm from Florida. I was like, yeah, I know you're from Florida. I'm from this part, and like just started being like the worst. I've been doing comedy for on and off for like ten years, man. I was really hoping to move up to New York one, and like and Savannah's like like pinching my arm, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, you need someone to fucking because that. So that thing with that happened with uh, whenever uh, Kanan was hanging out with us at uh, at Kickbacks. Like days later, I mean, a couple days later, Buck approaches me about it, and he's like. And for anybody that doesn't know, I'm sure he's been brought up on the show a bunch of times, probably, right? Buck? Buck. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's like the godfather of the scene. He's honestly probably, you know, no disrespect to anybody else. There's a bunch of great comics in the scene, but he's probably the best comic in in Jacksonville. Honestly, in my opinion, he's probably the best comic in Florida. But he is like, if you do not pull that star fucker shit ever again. (laughs) And he was like being dead serious about it. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. I just don't like I, I was wasted. And he was like, no, I know. 
but like just don't pull it and like for years afterwards like so whenever like a headliner would come through who's like got some fucking clout behind it, like if it's like full sharon or something yeah, like yeah. that who've done rain dogs I, from then on it's always you know business as usual you yeah. like you approach him you say hey what's up man trevor nice to meet you like uh yeah you excited for the show you know oh where are you off to next where are you coming from oh how was that yeah business shit you know what i mean well and that's that's because hard... that's a, that's an impulse you gotta learn and that it yeah. was it was tested actually a couple of years later buck and then uh our good buddy jake head great yeah. com- great comedian uh go download his album mild cats really good yes. uh they were opening for brian Posehn at underbelly when underbelly was still a thing yeah and so i wasn't on the show but i got to hang out in the green room with them and i love brian Posehn. so that's, this is a comic that i know and yeah. i really love and like i know buck is looking fucking like don't you fucking dare you want to go to kickbacks no it's like fucking so we we're just hanging out in the green room and it helps that brian Posehn, not that kyle Canaan isn't but brian Posehn, totally sober is like the nicest person yeah that i've as far as like the level of like fame and also very nice he's like the peak of it for sure now, do you listen to a lot of like podcasts and stuff that comics do? Yeah, because that's the, most the problem part. that I've realized that I run into is, and I've actually made the mistake of like emailing like uh, full charge about this and stuff, where I'm like, like I because I listen to so much, I've been listening to them for so long and heard so mm-hmm. much, not only of their like their comedy, but at the same time like just their daily conversations with people. You know on their the lives, show. which is weird. Exactly, yeah. but it's you and f- you don't want to tell them that you kind of know that you forget that it's a one sided conversation. Exactly. So like I I remember in the past, and this is something I talk about on my podcast network. On um, we do like a Twitch call and stuff every Thursday. But this is something I've talked to them about and I just kind of talk about on a regular basis about like, I wish I could go back in time to drunk me and like shake him and be like, stop fucking DMing these people. And also I'm incredibly jealous of you. God, I want to. But like, like I used to get drunk and I used to do it to Buck. Like I'd get drunk and like DM him or Facebook message him at like two in the morning. And then three days later he would get back to you. Well, I'd be like, Hey man, I really want to come back and start doing comedy. Cause I started doing comedy in Jacksonville in 2013. So I started Mm -hmm. in 2009 in South Florida, ended up in Jacksonville in rehab in 2013. And as soon as I got a rehab, I started doing comedy again. That's how I met Buck and Crespo and everybody back then. Yeah. 2013, there wasn't even that many shows. It was like rain dogs. Top of that. Top of that. Three layers, three layers, three layers, North star. And so I, but I would do that with super famous comedians as well oh, because man. of social media. They make yeah. it easy to connect. I feel weird damning anyone. So I would get, well, you feel weird about it until you're fucking that, three that I don't know. to the wind yeah, yeah. and then you're wasted and then you listen to them on podcasts all the time. You feel like they're your friend. Of course. And then you send them, a, oh my God, I regret so much. Like I ruined relationship and I'm probably they like if they saw me in a crowd they'd be like I think I know that guy yeah but they they obviously never think about me they don't give a shit about me but it's something I think about on a daily basis is like the fact that I used to get drunk and like message like I'll never forget we went to go see uh, Segura one time at the Comedy Zone back before he was doing theaters and I had written i had messaged him when my grandfather both those shows by the way did you really i was in daytona beach but i've seen him every single time he's come to jack's but the first time i went to that show um so jealous i i because i had emailed him about or i tweeted i don't know something when my grandfather passed away i was sitting on the plane and i was listening to he was approachable back then though yeah but i was listening to your mom's house and i sent him a message like hey man you know i'm going through a lot right now i just want to let you and christina know this podcast is really making me laugh through this tough time. And he yeah. emailed me back. He's like, that's awesome. Man. I'm sure that's, that's a reply for sure. Yeah. So then when I went to see him at the comedy zone, he was like, Hey man, what's up? And I was like, 
whole like you know we're standing in line yeah. to go say hi and I was because you know his is this style, before or after the show this is after so this is when they're doing a little like backdrop comedy zone backdrop you know everybody yeah. form a line say what's up so as I'm but as I'm walking up there yeah he looked he like saw the line and then saw me and was like hey man what's up oh that's cool and I was like holy shit because I've you know been a fan of his since thrilled his first album and he was like yeah, yeah from Twitter and I was like yeah my name's Brennan and nice. he's like yeah 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 from Twitter. That was probably the worst thing that could have happened. Oh, because, yeah. Because it just, now I think we're buddies. Yeah, no, for and sure. And then moving forward, I would get blackout drunk and, like, tweet at him or, like, DM him or something and be like, hey, man, next time you're in town, oh, let me get, like, five minutes. I remember one time. Did you DM him after he fucked himself up this time? No. Oh, okay, good. I, I Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> I fucking knew it, you piece of shit. Oh, God. I sent him a DM on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, I really hope you're feeling good. But I just, I can't. You and literally 100,000 people. Yeah, but it's, but it's one of those things where it's like, I've been listening to the guy for 10 years every week. So it's like, I've, and and it was so bad. And Because then I heard him talking to Bird about it on Two Bears, One Cave one time. Yeah. They were like, yeah, man, like these random requests we get about people like wanting to do proposals on stage or like they're open micers and then they email us like asking to do five minutes on yeah. our show and stuff. And I'm like, I've done every single one of those things. For sure, yeah, no. And I Not that I have. But no, it's like I you're have talking not. about though with the Kyle Kinane thing. It's yeah, like. That was that taught me right away. That was uh, a, yeah, yeah. And I wish I learned because still to this day, I will still think like I have a relationship with a comedian that I do not have. yeah. And it's like that's that's the thing though because so the, like my girlfriend gets on to me about this is that so there are like certain like 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 bigger comedians that I'm like like decent friends with like people that have like Conans or like whatever like like uh like uh like Alan Sugar Williams has a couple of Conans yeah I consider him a buddy because I'll DM him whenever I see that he's in town because he's from here but he yeah. lives in L A and he's like yeah a couple of Conans a couple of things whatever but we're like we're actual buddies. In the sense that I'll like DM him and we'll hang out if he's ever here. Same with like a couple other people, but it's like I I refer to people that I've worked with before. I say buddy all the time, and she's like, "You gotta stop saying buddy." Yeah, because people start fucking thinking that you're like, like I never did it with Kinane, but I've had like multiple people that I work with or like just regular people. Like I like uh, a buddy of mine. I don't want to name him. Uh, like introduced me to his girlfriend and she was like hi nice to meet you and then he went he's friends with Kyle Kinane oh and I was like no I'm not like no 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 you don't understand like I hung out with him one time and then we were on a festival together and that's it yeah 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 like that's we were on a festival that he was headlining and I wasn't even opening for him Brian was yeah and I like hung out with him in the in the green room area yeah and like didn't really say much other than like hey i did this stupid thing one time and he was like i remember you <laughs> and i was like yeah sorry about that and he was like you're good and i was well, like no you don't understand like people gave me so much shit for it and he was like well good i guess yeah. <laughs> but that's the weird thing is that especially now with podcasting and stuff it's so and i don't know if this is a universal problem or like what you're talking about like it's just one of those things where it's like you say buddy like I, f- I feel like these people are my friends in my head because I get it all twisted because I've been listening to them for a decade. Yeah. But it's like you're not fr- like, like Will Blaylock has that great line where he's like, "We're not fucking friends, man." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that and Savannah makes damn sure like I remember that because I've I've done that so like when Joe Rogan was in town for the fights. Yeah. Um, obviously you know they're staying at the Hyatt because they're doing the fights right at the arena. Of so happenstance. He ends up going to eat at the the restaurant, and so yeah, you work at a place where people like that show up. Yeah, exactly. I'm so jealous of every jaguar that shows up. By and the way. so, um, dude, I just 
Speaking of this, I just DM'd a Jaguars player because he took a picture at the restaurant Which that one? I work at. Which one? Um, Will Richardson. Hell yes. Well, it was just his birthday, so you went to a steakhouse. Happy and, birthday, Will. And um, I, dude, I'm looking through the what stories. What position does he play on the offensive line? Uh, Guard? Tackle. tackle. No, he, he's the he's the backup tackle. So, like, he gets a lot of play because Cam Robinson. Yeah, Cam Robinson got hurt, and then they moved Juwan Taylor over to the left. No, no, no. Like, no, he's Juwan on right. the right, and then they move Will into the Yo, left. Yo, shout out Juwan Taylor. One that's, of the finest I mean, right guards. That's one, or finest right tackles. That's football. one of my regulars. But, uh, God damn. He, um, but I fucking DM him because I've waited on him like four times. So it's like, oh, we're buddies. Yeah. And like, she's like, Savannah's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I know. Like, stop doing this. Yeah, no. I the the only Jaguar that I've ever uh, really interacted with for like a like, so Paul Poslesny. Yeah. Sh- fucking one of my all time favorite Jaguars. I, mean, I proposed in his jersey. So fucking good. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. Well, it didn't work out, but Penn State. Anyways, uh, he kept his mouth shut. That's why he had a great career. Uh, <laughs> So he uh, uh, he gets his hair cut at the same place that I do, which is also like right next to where I work. So every Tuesday for like every other week, every Tuesday, if I worked in the morning, I would see him walk by and he's like, you know, fucking like he's massive. Yeah, he's, he's like six, five cut like because he's because he's not playing anymore, but he's still in playing shape. Yeah. And he's and it's not bulk. It's like linebacker, five percent body fat, fucked up, like just rigid. And uh, at my, I told my dad this, and he's my dad's favorite Jaguar. And my dad, because he's a dad, goes, oh, he knows Paul Pazlesny. Yeah. And he goes out and he buys a football, like legit, like, you know, like one of those NFL, like fucking game years, yeah, yeah. Like, like $100. And he just gives it to me and goes, get Paul to sign this. And I'm like, you want me to just keep a football? Just in the back. Just at work. For when Paul plus Leslie walks by and you expect me to just have a Sharpie and be like, yo, Paul, my man, <laughs> what's up, dude? I never got around to doing it because that's psychopath shit. No, I would never actually do that. <laughs> but problem is but I, do that shit. I did uh, last time I saw him walking by because it had been a while. Uh, I did finally like cut out outside, like I fucking cut out from outside the bar, ran out the front door and went, hey, yo, Paul. And he turned around and I went, you're a fucking bad dude. And he goes. Thanks, man. And then just like walked into the hair salon. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're buddies now. Well, see, that's <laughs> so she texts me and she goes, hey, just so you know, Rogan's here. And of course, I fucking jump in my car. I fly down to at, the restaurant. At, uh, no, this was at uh, Morton's. Oh, okay. You want to? This will be the first time ever there's an edit point. All in right. This well, I might as well get a beer. Yeah. But I did that to Joe Rogan. I walked up and I go, hey, man, I'm a comedian. I really love you. And she's like, what are you doing? Nothing I, happened. I waited for him. To finish eating, and there were people like approaching him while he was trying to eat, and I was like, "Okay, you people are fucking assholes." But I wait for him to finish eating, and then on mm-hmm. his way out, how tall is he, by the way? Like five eight, five nine. I knew it. But on his way out, he has such five nine guy energy. He, uh, I was like, uh, Mr- I say this as a six foot Adonis myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm six one. Um, I go, Mister Rogan, Mister Rogan. <sighs> And my, it's respectful. I'll my girlfriend's that. sitting at the front, and she turns like and gives me a look, like "the fuck are you doing?" No. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'm a comic here in Florida, and I just, I just wanted to come by and say hi." Basically, I stalked you. Like you, you know, said this? No, no, no. Oh, like, thank God. I, but that's basically what I did, and it's like again, it's one of those weird things where it's like, oh, we both do comedy. Yeah. Like so, we're cool. Like. I, I just the, like that Kyle Kinane story you told just really hit home because it's like, oh, I yeah. do that all the yeah, time. You got to get rid of that, man. I still do it I to know. this day. And you it's the fucking worst. Yeah, no, it's but like 
I say that, and then it's like, but you you always have like that excitement. Like so, for instance, like uh, so, my buddy, uh, shout out Jake Flores. He opened up for Patton Oswalt at the Florida Theater when he was here. Okay, and there was a small part of me because Patton Oswalt's like my hero. He's the reason I do stand up. He's yeah. my favorite comedian ever. He's the best. Um, sorry, burping. Uh, so there's a little part of me that's like, well, obviously I'm gonna hang out with Jake afterwards, and we did, and we got blackout. But I was like, maybe I'll actually be able to like talk to Patton for a little bit. And there actually was a window because Patton's leaving the theater. I messaged Jake and I'm like, hey, I'm outside. Uh, where are you at? And he's like, oh, we're just over here. I'm hanging out with Patton. I was like, awesome. Here we go. So I here walk over. This is why we play the game. Exactly. And so I walk over, say what's up, uh, because I met him when we were at a festival. And then he kind of had this whole thing that blew up. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And we just like damned her once in a while. And then he just showed him in Jacksonville. So I was like, Hey, this is Jake you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like NSA broke his door down or some shit for a tweet. And then he got kind of some cloud off that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we were hanging out and talking and then Patton's like right there. And I'm like, man, can't wait to like at least cause this is, this is the thing is you don't want to be like, you, you kind of want to do the business as usual talk, but if you are going to like fucking suck someone off, you just do it in this. This is what I always do whenever I meet someone that's like this. Like if it's either like a musician that I really like or like a, a comedian or something like that, is that sure you do like the, oh, great set, man. Where are you off to next? Like that type of thing. Yeah. But also, if it's someone like this, my go to my like go to is like, hey, not to be weird, but like, uh, like I just want to thank you for what you do because you're a really big deal to me. So I just oh, wanted to say so much, you're so much smarter. You want to just do. plant it in this idea of like, not, not being like sucking them off too hard where you're like, you mean that you just like, Hey, just wanted to let you know you're a really big deal to me. So I just want to thank you for what you do. That's, That's it. So much smarter than what I do. Exactly. Cause it's like a little bit of like, Oh shit, man, really? Like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. cause you know, that type of thing. Cause you personalize it and be like, it's important to me. Yeah. It gives them kind of like a, Oh, that's cool, man. Thank you. And I never got the chance to, because I'm looking and it's funny because Patton's like looking over at Jake and Jake's like doing like that. And he is, Patton's being like hounded by this guy who just won't stop talking to That's him. Me. And his That's car, me. That's me in this and his car And his car service is right there to go back to the hotel because it's Patton. He just wants to go back and Skype, yeah. Skype his kid and go to bed. And the, I see who it's like fucking accosting him. Not accosting him, but just like taking up all of the fucking time. Like literally talking to him for like 15 minutes. This guy I used to work with. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. Who doesn't even do comedy and made fun of me for doing it. Wow. I would have punched him right in the dick. Right I mean, he's a good dude, but yeah, he was just totally lost where it was just like, oh, you do comedy. Oh, that's funny. And he would see me and be like, oh, I guess that was pretty okay. Cause he's like a very queenie, like kind of yeah, gay yeah. guy type thing where it's like he buddy of mine and, but he's just like sarcastic type yeah, thing where yeah, it's like, dry. yeah, yeah. yeah Cause he'll be like, but yeah, it's just so funny to see him like that's fanboying out on Pat yeah. Oswalt. And it's just like, I could have talked to him. On more of a level, yeah. <laughs> and then well, you just being like, "Thank is... you for doing the thing you do." So when um, I do a similar thing by doing my thing, yeah. When um, Jeff Die came into town, he came in. Uh, he always uh, used to bring Brant Tobler, which was one of his openers. Mm-hmm. And I love that they do their friends with Zanzac. Maybe oh no, Jeff Die is friends with Zanzac. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I like Brant. Um, I first heard Brand on the Crab Feast many years ago, and I was like, oh, this dude's hilarious. His stories are so funny. So again, did the Brennan thing, and I would fucking get drunk and DM him and stupid shit like that. This but, is the last fanboying story, by the way. Yeah. 
And then, um, but the same thing happened. And so he was like, oh, you guys should come out to the show. So we go to the show. It was great. You know, Brant was hilarious. Jeff Dye was hilarious. And then this was the first time, though, that this had ever happened. And this is, I think, why I continue to do the fanboy thing is because he treated me. like a dog. Me, they just keep giving you Pavlova. But that's the thing that. is, like, he, he treated me like a comic. Yeah. Where he was like, like he was selling his album and he was like, I was like, oh man, how much? And he goes, dude, like, just take it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then we were talking about something and I go, yeah, man, that's like a shitty triple run. And he goes, how the fuck do you know what a triple? And he goes, oh yeah, I forgot you do comedy. So we're like actually connecting and I'm like, yeah. it finally worked. It yeah, finally yeah. worked. Yeah, fake it till you make it, son. And then this guy came up and just started hounding him. And I legit wanted to like, unlike you, yeah, right? <laughs> but I legit was like, oh, this guy wants to talk about partying. Is I want to talk about comedy. Like, yeah, yeah. I almost want to have like this mini podcast. Like, obviously, this is before I was doing a podcast, but you know what I mean. Like that yeah, same yeah, yeah. style of like, let's just shoot the shit for like twenty minutes. Yeah, shoot the breeze and fuck. And this guy would not shut the fuck up. God and every time Brant and I would start talking about something like comedy related, this guy would like chime in and try to one up and then change the show. And I was finally just like, all right, man. Well, it was great to see you. Like, I'll talk to you later. But. That's like, the worst kind of person to be is to like listen in on somebody's story and be like, yo, anyway, something happened to me. Yeah. That's even crazier. Which I actually do on the show all the time. No, of course. But you have like a fucking lived experience. That's like it. Like I've never been a fucking, you know, an alcoholic football player. I've never <laughs> done that. I've been not that. I, guess. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I, I spent my 20s uh, just drunk and in shitty relationships for the most part. Did until, you really? Yeah. Until last one. Yeah, I was gonna say because you make which me is the one that minute. I'm currently in. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. We just bought a house. Bought a house, and by that I mean she bought a house. I was gonna say that outside when you yeah. go. We just bought a house. Like I was gonna go. Didn't you? It's the best, you, dude. If she, she if, bought like, a house, yo, after, like when she's like, if we like have kids, I'm one hundred percent gonna be like, we're pregnant. <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy, absolutely. <laughs> so what? That's funny. What did you do? Because you went to UNF, correct? I University did, yeah. of North Florida? It took me 10 years to get a bachelor's degree there. Did it really? 10 years. Oh, you're not even being not hyperbolic. Uh, yeah, I guess like eight. So like when I graduated high school, I went to like one of them smart kid schools. What what year did you graduate high school? 2009. Okay, so you're a couple years younger than me. Yeah, yeah, I'm 29. Okay. I'll, be, I'll be 30 in June. And uh, that's another thing Megan gives me shit about is I keep telling people I'm 30 and she's like, you're not 30. I'm like, I might as well be. Yeah. Spiritually, I'm 57. But uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, no, like when I graduated school, I like immediately went to FSCJ and I got my AA degree super quick uh, because like I had college credits from yeah like when I was in high school. Took a little bit of time off and then I went to UNF and then like I just fucking just continued to drop out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like a good four years before I started taking it fairly seriously. If I had to, realistically, my bachelor's degree took me like. Hmm, like eight years. And there was like two of those where I was completely done. I just need one class, like yeah. three credits and just didn't do it. And I would, I would tell people that and they'd be like, you were absolutely fucking out of your mind. That's yeah. what I, I get a lot of shit because, um, I, when I first got to college, I was obviously playing. And so you, you have to like, they have people come by to check to make sure you're in class sitting in like the front three yeah. rows and all this kind of shit. So like I got it's most important about the uh, most important thing about sports scholarship is the academics, obviously. Yeah, it's the most. Well, important and I was thing. only on a. I've talked about this before, but I was only on a partial scholarship. But we took classes with all the other like the real players. Yeah. So they would come in and just kind of be like, all right, yeah, Tassif's here too, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> which is why when I got injured, nobody gave a shit. Like there's no thirty for thirty on it or anything. It's just kind of like yeah, you don't play like you're a scout team guy. Like who cares? Yeah. But um. Fullbacks, baby, they're a dying breed. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Use check and then one other guy, I think. 
Yeah, there's only two or three of them in the league now. A lot uh, of times, they... uh, Anthony Sherman for the Chiefs. Yeah, and then a lot of times Use they'll check take then, their uh, uh, tight ends and put them in at fullback. I remember Jags a couple of years ago had a fullback. Yeah, for a long time we had one of the best fullback. Greg Jones was yes, sick. Yeah, Greg yeah. Jones, he was who was awesome. the power Greg running Jones. back out of Florida State, he used to live in Hidden Hills Country Club down the street from uh, a friend, I, uh, uh, friend of mine. He used to go to the gym near the beach, and I used to run in, oh, run into him. He used to work out there, and I would always gauge how much he was lifting. How is this podcast just us talking about? Our proximity to more famous know. people. I don't know. We've got to talk. We got to stop. Yeah, stop, dude. I've already been like, yeah, he's one of my regulars at work. You yeah, know? I know. And I'm like, yeah, I did a show with him one time, <laughs> dude. But it's so true what you're saying. Just last thing about the that's what thing. conversations with comics usually turn into. Like at our level of just like open micers that have done like some things. Yeah. Like that's what like so all of my like yeah I met a guy is that I opened for someone or I was on a festival. Yeah. And I've exactly. only been on like two festivals. But that's where you meet a lot of people. Yeah. But this is. I know we've pretty much cemented the point that I'm a bit of a psycho when it comes to meeting people because mm-hmm. I feel like I know them, but this will totally solidify. Do you so, hope that when people listen to this, they'll know you? I sometimes. I got an email. <laughs> Fucking moron. I got one email about the podcast to the podcast. really yeah to Brennan Tassif at brennantcomedy.com. Oh, um, it was uh, the the headline was this. Yeah, you, you have a comedy email. Well, it's through my website, brennantcomedy.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have a Gmail that has uh, that shall remain. I also have a Gmail that's it's it's a handle and then it's comedy at the end. Yeah, it's like at Gmail. Well, all my social media is Brennan T Comedy. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> you write it down on a form, and you're like instantly embarrassed. I did that when I was fucking when I was 22 years old and I first started comedy because I have that joke where I'm like, oh, you do two open mics and you're a comic. That's exactly what I, I did. Hate that. That's why it's so. That's why it's so like for me. I love doing that bit because it's like no, that's true. Like I did two open mics, then I changed everything to comedy. Brennan T Comedy on all platforms, and then. I even had works at stand-up comedy on Facebook forever. That is the worst. Until fucking, I realized, like, the worst oh, look in the it's world. funny. The longer you do comedy, oh the more God. you realize how dumb all that shit is. Oh, of course. I mean, if you like, if you, if your job is not like, I would never tell. So if somebody's like, "What do you do?" I would never say, "I'm a comedian." Yeah, I'm a bartender. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then if somebody's like, "What's your hobby?" I was like, oh, "I do comedy sometimes." Yeah, not even like I've been doing like comedy consistently for like seven years. I have had like mild success at it. See, I never we're say the that. opposite. Never say that. Because when people, because I'm super, I don't pre- want anybody to know that I do it. Well, I'm super pretentious about it. Because then so I have to talk about it when people, with people that don't, who aren't you or that's other comics. True. Yeah, that's when you have to talk how about it to regular stuff? civilians. I don't fucking yeah. know. Well, see, it also reveals just how little I know about what I do. <laughs> yeah. Like I see all these notebooks that you got here next to the Game Informers and all the, uh, let's see, Big Sick, Crazy Stupid Love, and The Dark Knight, the three greatest comedies of all time. Uh, <laughs> I haven't written anything down ever. Oh, really? Ever? Well, see. Um, I, I mean, I write a lot of stuff down, but cause it's all off the cuff. Baby. It's all now it's a lot. I just of remember for the most part. Yeah. Well, and my thing is a happy surprise when I remember a good bit from three years ago. <laughs> I see. I constantly am writing stuff down cause I, I always forget, but well, you have, you know, brain, you have traumatic yeah, brain injuries. Have, you got CT, you got CTEs. That is the assumption by the doctors. Yeah. That's why you're yelling at me outside. <laughs> like, if you don't do this fucking good, I'll fucking kill you but, on your uh, little neck. And you're you're lucky that I'm just now getting back to the gym. <laughs> but, no, I'm at Orange Theory. I'm the only boy in my class. The last thing I wanted to touch on about that, and I just wanted to bring it back full circle, but when I was waiting on Jawan Taylor and his family, I waited on them a few dropper. times. But then I, I made this mistake because I've waited on them a few times. Mm-hmm. I thought we were all cool. 
Absolutely not. You're not. No, ab- absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Like I remembered what they ordered the last time they were there, which was like almost eight months ago. I remember. Oh, everything. you're the white boy that gives me steaks. Yeah, but dude, I was like, um, "Are you gonna do the the chicken again with the extra stuffing?" And he's like, "Oh shit, you remember?" I was like, "Yeah, man, of course." So then I thought, "Oh, we're cool." So Plates then I was head. like, oh, no. "I was like, hey man, um, I have a podcast, dude. I did. No, you fucking piece of shit. Oh I go, my god, no. I go, hey man, I do. Do you a like s- comedy? No, I don't. he's like, yeah, you like Cat Williams? They're like, I love him. Anyways, my podcast is nothing I like go, it. I go, hey man, I have a sports book because I do a sports book. I go, hey man, yeah, yeah. I was you like, hey, put man, me on that one. Just so you know, let's choose. Yeah, let's back to back it. <laughs> I was like, hey man, just so you know, I gave you. I'm gonna give you a shout out on my sports podcast. And he like looked up at me and then looked back at his family, then looked back up at me and he's like, all right. And I was like, and you, as a comic, you learn to read the room. So I was very much like, I don't think you have to be a comedian to realize how stupid you are. But I was like, oh, this has gone terribly, terribly sideways. And I was just like, okay, man. And I turned and I walked away and I barely went back to the table because I was like, you go back and you're like, I don't even know what a podcast is. I was just running. I don't even know. But that's the last thing we'll mention about, but I fucking make an ass out of myself all the time. Oh man! But so you back to you. Um, you're now getting... the most important person. <laughs> hey man, I do a sports podcast. I give you a shout out just so you know. God uh, damn it! Anyways, what's up? You feel? I feel like this median isn't nearly as like saturated as it is. I'm like, yeah, I do a sports podcast and I do a comedy podcast and like I do comedy because like what you were saying about how you don't tell anybody you're a comedian. Never. When people at work ask me, unless that, unless I want people to come to a show, yeah, that because it's it's hard to get people that know you do comedy to come to a show for the most part because they're like we've seen it. Yeah. So if it's like somebody you work with that's like just figures it out and goes like, oh, when's the next time you're doing thing? That's the worst question because you're like, I don't want what you want to come to the open mic where I'm going yeah. twenty second. And I don't, and I bomb my dick off, and I eat <laughs> shit, and I look like an asshole. And you're like, "Hey, he does this thing. I don't know why he does it." No, like I, but if it's like a, a like when I was doing house shows with Brian and Ben, like that was like when it was like I'm going to work, I'm having to tell everyone, I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna do a thing yeah. at the house. You should come to it." And that's like the a good amount of people would come for that. Well, Other than that, I keep it super close because I I don't want. See, that's the thing is a lot of times I'll be talking to guests and at my restaurant, it's fancier. So you don't really, I don't, will not speak to a guest unless they inquire about me. Like, so unless we start talking back and forth. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, cause you know, there's people when they're doing very big business deals and stuff. I just, you don't even see me. I'm not here. Like, yeah, I get your order and I'm gone. I'm a ghost. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I, whenever a cut, if I ever do get to start talking to the customers and then they, same thing every time. And I talked about it on here where they'll be like, Oh, you went to college? And I'm like, yeah. I actually was pre-law. I actually got accepted into law school. And they're like, what are you doing here? And that's when I hit them with the, oh, well, I'm following my dreams of being a stand-up comedian. And this schedule is just a lot more You should flexible. just tell them that I'm working on it. Well, and I, well, because I don't want them – I don't like the fact that they can get away with just talking to someone like that. Yeah. So I always go, oh. Oh, yeah. No, that is a dickish yeah, thing. So yeah. I'm what always, are you doing here? It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's an easy way to make – A lot of money. Yeah. I was about to throw a figure out and that was but, about to out you. Yeah. But I was like um, – I always say, oh, well, I'm pursuing my dream of stand-up comedy and this schedule is just so much more flexible – um, working in a restaurant than it is working in an office. Yeah. Like if I wanted to, I could take off three days in the middle of the week and I don't have to use pay time off or anything like that. Yeah. And then they always immediately go, oh my God, you do comedy. Where do you do comedy at? But that's the good thing about having the at website. the local club, of course. <laughs> that's the good thing Which. about having the website is I can always just be like, oh, check my website, listen to the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's shitty because sometimes they'll ask you to do bits. 
Yeah, that's why I don't want that at all. Also, I need to get a website too, but I don't want dates on it. I just want it to be that picture of the pig with balls that are so huge it shits on its own balls and then it just stays on the balls. <laughs> that's just what you want the site to be? Yeah, why not? That's about what I deserve for uh, my career <laughs> so far. Well, that's the weird thing about it's it. It's definitely funnier than anything I've ever written. It's just a pig whose balls are so huge it can't get shit off of them. That is weird. It is very my funny. balls used to be that. Well, my ball, my left ball used to be that big. And then you started cycling. Well, I had a swollen testicle on this certain cycle. That's funny. Um, I ain't talking about bicycles, folks. Hey. Um, but it's just weird because you forget that the market's so saturated. Because it's like, like on paper, I do two podcasts. I have a website. I you know get comedians on here. I get all sorts of people on here. And we talk mm-hmm. about stuff. And it's like, yeah, if this doesn't make me famous, I'm going to be really Well, it's like, oh, it. I'm doing it. Like, I'm doing the thing. Yeah. Like, the thing that, like... Segura and Burr and Rogan all talk about like go out and just fucking do your thing. Yeah. Like don't sell it to anybody. Don't write for anybody else. Just do your fucking thing. And it's like, oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. And then you check the downloads and you're like, nobody gives a shit that I'm doing my thing. Yeah, because you don't have the cloud of an entire like 13 year career in the LA scene behind you. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just so painful because it's, it's like It's so hard to like luck into a successful podcast. Like one of my my favorite podcasts of all time, which shall remain nameless because it'll out me as being a psychopath, <laughs> makes like fifty thousand dollars a month on Patreon and they do not give a shit about the show at all. It is complete and utter luck and happenstance that it became as like popular as it is. Yeah. And it is just complete luck. Like they they hate it. Yeah. Because like, all three of them are like working comedians and like like I, I went and saw one of them in uh, at Side Splitters in Tampa because we happened to be. It was like that's where girlfriend's from. Her mom lived there. She was out of town, so we stayed at her apartment. Okay, and it was kind of like, hey, let's go like see this dude. And like I was talking to him after the show, and I was like, what do you think about the podcast? And he's like, I fucking hate it. Like I hate. Was this like, recently? It was like a year ago. Okay. And he actually, you know, it's funny. Just is based that, off the information you gave me, I'm going to try. I wanted to try and guess who it is. Uh, so this was, uh, you know, it's so funny is that this was, I was down there and this was the beginning of the year. This was pre COVID. And I remember we were in this, this, so this will date it. I got a weird message on my phone uh, from like, t- like I was like looking at tweets and it was like, like Kobe, Kobe. And I was like, that's weird. And then I, we go and have lunch and Outback. And no rules, just right. Just right. And so I was the voice of the phone for Outback. Oh, were you? Yeah, just the local one that I. Oh, okay. At. I thought you were the Australian guy for no. a second. Though. No, no, I was. But you did an Australian accent for the phone. Yeah, that's when, when I first started working at the Outback in Palm Coast. Um, the recording was just a guy, and then I was able. Welcome to the Outback. This was in 2006, and it was g'day, mate. Thanks for calling Outback Steakhouse of Palm Coast. And that's I not did, bad. I did the whole thing. This is God. This is forever ago. Anyway, back to your story. Yeah, so round. You had around the lip corners a little bit more. Uh, so, so this is so. This, like I said, this will date it. We're in Outback, and on the TV, it flashes the images of the side of a mountain. Oh, in a helicopter yeah. crash. Uh, in a helicopter crash, and it's Kobe Bryant just passed away, and it's like still kind of like iffy, where it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, what's happening? And remember. then it's confirmed Kobe Bryant and daughter and seven other people died in helicopter crash. As that's flashing on TV, I hear, happy, happy birthday. From the Outback and they fucking, they start, the, as the, like, this huge, sad, fucking awful news hits, because I love Kobe, yeah. and fucking hits, and then there's just this entire parade of people just singing a happy birthday song, and I tried to, like, and I, thankfully, like, I, I have irony poisoning, so I can't feel things anymore, <laughs> so I took out my phone immediately and was trying to get a perfect video of, like, the birthday song 
and then just the move background. right yeah. over and just show the TV of like Kobe Bryant dead at 40, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then be like, yay. Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the yeah. The irony so, would have been funny. So funny. So I was, yeah. So I was talking to this guy and he was just like, yeah, no, I fucking hate it. Because well, it's, it's just- so bizarre because there's podcasts that I listen to that I've been listening to for a decade that have like well all their fans are shitheads that's like the whole point well, of the that's because like, it's the lowest common okay. denominator humor it's okay like, it's i like, know exactly it's like irony racism yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. other shit which is like you know, blah 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 but like i i think it's funny so i like i listen to it a bunch it's like one of my favorites and because it, it's like sometimes you just need to listen to the dumbest shit possible yeah. from a bunch of people who are way better than that yeah that, ma- do, I mean, that makes sense it's like when you're listening to like like i'm like on a year an old like like 300s renaissance of like your mom's house okay where it's just like would you rather you know yeah, yeah. get molested by your grandfather or be mentally retarded I where it's this. just like perfect this is yeah, what i need to shut fun. the brain off this is very funny well and it's it's weird though because like there are podcasts like that um like your mom's house and like monday morning and all those ones that became so big that they were able to start networks and yeah. produce other podcasts and then there are other podcasts from comics that I are good are great comedians that have been on those other said shows. Yeah. And they've got like 89 people pledging on Patreon and they've been doing it for 10 years. You're like, the fuck is going on here? That's just the way it works. I don't know. Cause podcasting is such a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. There's over a million podcasts. I did the research when I first started. And the idea for this show came it 10 should just, years ago. I honestly, it should just be ago. like, this is just like, because I'm having a great time. And yeah, that's, that's what it should be. It's just like, for for you personally, it's like, if we, that's a disgusting noise I just made. If we, if you were to luck into like, you know, becoming bigger, that's great for you. But it's like, this is the way that I approached comedy was like, I have no ambitions of like, getting bigger or anything anything like that no i just wanted to be like i like this is this sounds a little bit weird or like maybe a little pretentious but the only the two things that i ever wanted out of comedy was for people to think i was like a pretty cool guy and that was funny and that's it okay that's all i need see and that's weird because my whole approach since getting sober because i've i've talked about like when i got sober and i was like you have to have like ambitions you have to have drive but that was the thing was so when i got sober i was like so this is my life working two jobs going to the gym every day and i called my sponsor like three months into it and i go i'm like i'm gonna kill myself or start drinking again and that's not an idle threat because i am someone who's you know done stupid things in the past and been baker acted and stuff Mm. so i called him and i literally with all the seriousness and earnestness in my heart i go i can't I cannot live this life. I cannot do this sober thing just to be sober, just to work every day, just to fucking die. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not doing this. And he said to me, you need to find something that you're passionate about yeah. and chase after that. Like you need to dump your your anxiety and your ambition and everything into something. He goes, what about comedy? You used to do comedy. You love comedy. Why don't you start doing comedy again? Yeah. And that's when I started doing it again. But for me, I've... You need to excise expectation from that. You yeah. just need to enjoy the process. Because otherwise, it's going to fucking haunt thing. you. And, and then it's going to be this weird. Because you have the sports thing in you. Yeah. Where it has to be this. It has to be It the has best. to be affirmational has, at all yeah. times. It has to be the best. And it's like, that's not. For, that works for some people. Because you'll listen to like some of like. The, so this is like the, like the. So you'll like see like interviews with like the greatest athletes. 
or like some of the bigger comedians or something like that. And it's like the cringiest shit because they're just like, it's like, it's all affirmational. It's all motivational yeah. because that's all they have because that's, because that's the kind of delusion that it takes to maintain the facade of like, this matters. And like when that matters like that, that's where success comes. Yeah. If you're able to luck into it basically. Well, that's so the once you're it's... there, it has to keep rolling. Well, and it has and to be And it's just totally going to get that, getting bigger and bigger. Cause if you, thing. and if you don't have that, and if you don't see yourself having that, the easiest thing to do is to have no expectations and just approach it from like, so this is what me and me and Brian talk about because we book shows together all the time. Yeah. Or at least used to a lot more when, you know, there were shows to book. It was, it was never a, it was never like a, it was always like, of course, like have the best show possible, but it was like, I don't know if there's a distinction between this, but like, I don't just want like a good show. I want like a cool show. Yeah. Only like a cool show that people like will go like like one of the house shows when we had like Dave Ross. Yeah, that was fun. And, and people look at it and go, "That was really cool." Yeah, that, See, that, that happened. That makes sense because because then people can look at us and be like, "Those are the guys that put on cool shows." Yeah, and we'll check out all the other shit that they do because uh, we'll have like Dave Ross and we'll have the Mean Boys and we'll have you know like Timmy and guys yeah. like that. But then we'll have one that's headlined by Christoph Jean. Who's like a great Orlando comic that yeah. nobody knows he's about? On the podcast. He's fucking awesome. He's yeah. so fucking. I'm funny. so excited. Uh, he he has like a couple of jokes that I am so incredibly fucking jealous of. The one where he's talking about uh, don't was, burn his material. I'm gonna burn one of them where he's talking about like uh, I was voting next to a uh, yeah. a mentally disabled guy the other day, and I was like, good for his mom that he gets uh, that she gets two votes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. That is a good joke because he's a he's a one liner that's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's hilarious, it. but. But that's the weird thing what you're saying about I want to be cool and I want to be funny because my whole thing was after all that stuff that had happened is I was like I want to – my whole drive for doing comedy is to show people that like yeah, sometimes things are going to get really shitty and like sometimes you're going to think there's no way out but we can laugh about all this. And that's that's how I approach comedy is – because of everything that's happened between the yeah, you've had much more dire straits than di- I have, yeah, for sure. So for me, it's one of those things where when I was in those bad plays, those very bad, scary places, yeah, I always had comedy. I always had there was always something I could watch that would make me laugh, even though I literally felt like I was going to die. Yeah, and so that's why comedy and I be I have become so pretentious and so fucking douchey about it over the years. But it just it became so much more important to me to where I was like, I I don't care if I only make. Like You're thirty sharing. grand a year, I want to be able to get in front of people and show them it's yeah. okay to laugh at this kind of stuff. You're douchey in a different way though, because like you, so it's like I'm coming from like a hipster place, and yeah. you're coming from like a sports place. Yeah, where like I'm like I just want to lay back and be like, oh, like look, it's like cool. Yeah, and you want to be very competitive. And, and like, you no, want Yeah, yeah. You're I write like, all the time. You're like Lil Wayne, t- back, yeah. like at like peak Lil Wayne, where he's like, I'm a competitor. I yeah. expect you know I expect the best. You know, like yeah. I, this is all a game. You know, well, a sport. and that's the thing is, and I talk about that with almost every comedian that comes on is. Like when you go to an open mic, yeah, I'll you do see five guys, minutes against you right now, bitch. What? I'll eat you alive at five minutes, bitch. <laughs> but you go to a show and you see, I'm a storyteller. I, I need much more than five minutes. And I develop and I, I, mm-hmm. I exposition. And oh, a comedian that only works at a certain amount of time. Very interesting. I'm kidding. Very interesting. That's a joke. I can do five minutes for you. Are you that heroin dick pic joke? That joke is that's good. That's funny. That's a um, banger. But uh. But is it water? Is it water sports though? No, is water wa- sports is by <laughs> far the funniest. I, yo, joke. last time I did water sports, it did not hit, and I felt so bad about oh, it. Oh, I love that. joke. It's the dumbest thing I've ever written, but it's really. I think it. I oh, I burned it on here a couple of times. Wait, you what? I burned it. God on God damn it, dude! I really like that joke. I think it's funny. Ah, fellow athletes. Yeah, fellow. The only problem with that joke is I can't think of a water sport. 
Because when I say like, oh, I'll watch TV and it's like a surf competition, it's like that sounds like that sounds like Sean Spicer trying to remember how to say like and like 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 you know like like the hair cuttery. Yeah, that sounds like Sean Spicer forgetting how to say barbershop. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing like surf competition where it's just like you forgot how to say a thing. That's what it sounds <laughs> like to me. Is that it's just like no, there's a way easier way to get to this. And I've thought about it for hours. And I'm like. No, I like nothing. Surf Can't think of it. Can't think of it. Ah, fellow athletes. I like it. That's my favorite joke of yours. Thank you. I love that. It one. used to be uh, bloody knuckles. That was the first one that ever hit for me. Oh, really? Yeah, it was two people having uh, two skinny people having sex with each other. It's like the worst game of bloody knuckles. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the line that like would it was like the gross outline. Yeah, and that would hit. But my favorite part of that was always like like if you saw me and my like skinny ex girlfriend having sex, you'd be like. Who took the Halloween decorations down and just threw them on the bed? So lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because um, you had a story one time that you were telling about um, having sex with someone who transitioned. Uh, yeah. And I was it's like... happened a couple times, actually. Which, to me, was so... Ben- I guess that's the point of the joke, yeah. <laughs> it was cra- I haven't done that joke in forever, I forgot. But it was it. crazy when you had first told it because I was like, statistically, this shouldn't make sense. But I have a story... About having sex with someone who yeah. then transitioned. By my count, by now, I've had sex with three now trans men. Yeah. FDM. Yeah. And I have one is uh, mine. Pre yeah, yeah. transition. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just. Not that it matters. But no, but. I figured I'd throw it out there. But right. it was just so, it's it's so, because the circles that we run in and stuff, you meet very unique it's people. Riverside, everybody's trans. Well, that's the thing. And it's like, you meet very unique people and stuff. And so like. I'll have conversations with like some of my relatives, like brothers and sisters and stuff yeah, that yeah. live in like a regular like kind of Midwest. Like it's not unquote. Riverside where either like ninety percent of people are like, uh, it's like ninety percent of people are like hipsters that are cool with trans people. Five percent are trans people, and then five percent are just Nazis. Yeah, yeah, it's but weird. it's weird because you talk to people who live in like what you would say is like a quote unquote like normal suburban area, and like. Like the one that you live in right now? No. Well, yeah, kind of. But no, I'm talking about like in the Midwest and stuff. And like you... Were... Yo, I had to drive 20 minutes from my place. This is a suburb, well, like I told, I, told the, uh, I told the story, because it's not really a joke. It's a story about what happened to me in rehab. And I had sex with someone and then yeah, they yeah, transitioned. Yeah. I recall. So the tag is, you know, well, now I'm gay because I had sex with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the tag. But like after I got off the show that I didn't date and that I bombed in front of my whole family... My mom was like, um, my mom was the one who was like, oh, tell that story. Tell that story. And I told it. People were coming to me after the show like, did that really happen? And I'm like, like they had never heard of the idea yeah. of someone transit. And I'm like, oh, we're in the middle of fucking podunk nowhere. Yeah, no right now. yeah like yeah. these people have no idea what. Yeah, for and then sure. Then you go to Riverside and it's like, like you said, yeah. hipster, hipster, hipster. Yeah, of course. Nazi. <laughs> yeah, somebody was like, uh, some, I was at work today and somebody was like, Trevor, would you suck on a girl's nipples if they were pierced? And I was like, I would suck on her dick if she had one. Like, what the <laughs> fuck does it matter? It doesn't matter at yeah. all. But yeah, because it's like, when it, it is funny because like once it breaks down where it's like, I had sex, I've had sex with like multiple people that have like then transitioned to becoming like trans men. Yeah. Men. We'll just call them men. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what the proper nomenclature is, but I assume that they would prefer just men because they're men. Uh, and be like, man, am I gay? It's like, um, probably not, but also who cares and it doesn't matter. It's like, damn, when this shit starts breaking down, it's almost as if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's almost like... It doesn't mean anything at all. That's so weird that... People are just people. Yeah, and it's... And it's, sometimes they have sex with each other. <laughs> well, and it's really cool, too, just to be 
to go to like to like I said to look in some of those old notebooks and see this kind of shit that I was talking about when I was twenty. Oh, you watch like the first season of Scrubs and they're like, ha ha, trannies. Yeah, and just like Ugh. I felt like there's a better punchline for this. Yeah, <laughs> well, and it's just so weird because it's like like now I'm I don't know if it comes with age or maturing or getting so or whatever it is, but. It's like you're saying, it's like, oh no, it's just like, in the end, it doesn't, who gives, who a, shit? gives a shit. Literally, who cares? But I, God, it's just so bizarre because you meet some How people. How dare who are they so... do none of my business? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who fucking cares? Some people are so cut off from everything. So stupid. I was a, I always, I tried to make a trans joke work so hard. And it's just like, but it, it is such like a touchy subject. It was obviously like in a positive way. But yeah. I feel like just saying trans, like in a stand up bit, and I'm not trying to be like, cancel culture as well, because I fucking hate that. But like I did try and make a trans joke work and it's clearly on me that I never did. But the idea was that like so like trans representation in pornography has always been there to where it's like I remember a, this that's joke. A, that's a joke in fucking even like nineties comedies is like I jacked off to a chick with a dick and it's like supposed to be like ha 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 but it's also like yeah, we all do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've like all, what yeah. we it's like not like the the royal we yeah. I have of course because I'm a normal person yeah. but <laughs> the royal we it's like oh we I all. remember when you were trying that you yeah were trying yeah that I was bit. trying to where it's like the whole point is that it's like trans people per capita are murdered more than any other person per yeah. capita and it's like I wonder why that is God, this like, is I just got a weird deja vu because I remember you yeah, ta- talking about but, all this so stuff. the bit was it was I was trying to do this thing where it's like I feel like the reason they're murdered more often is because like. People like dumb like rednecks that jack off to like trans porn don't realize that they're actual human beings. To where it's just like, what do you mean they're in the bathroom trying to molest my children? They belong in the movies I hide from my wife that I jack off to. I I remember you doing that. I could never find the Ed right Rain, angle. Dogs. I could never it, find the right angle just for it. But crickets it, and I was it like, always That's it, a good joke. it never worked. But I was always trying to find an angle for it because I feel like it's a truism where it's just like. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, it's like a commodification of being trans where it's like, yeah, sure, it's good enough for pornography. But like when you when they start asking for rights, they're like, nah, you're just supposed to be jacked off to. Yeah. You either jack off to them or you murder them. This comes back full circle to what we were talking about earlier about whether you're doing bits. The fact that you kept trying the bit means you are trying to say something. Yeah, because I have trans friends. And I was like, I like ran that by a trans friend of mine. And she was like, no, it's good. Like, I I don't know. Like, I think it's all right. Like, she had a little bit to it. But like. I, I thought I thought it was okay. Yeah, I I always tried to make that work. There there's a few there's a few bits I always tried to make work, but that was that was one of the big ones. I'll and I'll I'll still try it. Yeah, but that was one of the the big ones I wanted to try and make work, because it's like I feel like I'm known specifically in the local scene just for that one story, and that's about it. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. That's the one that people reference the most for sure. Okay. I guess eh, water sports, I guess. But then I other love than that, water sports. Other than that, it's well, just. Well, because I. Is I, it true that an old guy jacked you off? It's like, yeah, I know. Yes. Yes. It's funny because somebody asked me, like, if it's hard to remember the story. I'm like, no, because it happened. Yeah. Oh, that's. I really don't have to embellish it that much. When people come up to me about the scar story, they're like, did that really? I'm like, yeah. Oh, you the, can the see fucking, the fucking scar on yeah, my yeah, forehead. Yeah. yeah, it's right here. Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm also just now noticing that your nose is crooked. Yeah. I never. I don't know how. Yeah, that's what happens. I've looked at your helmet face. Helmet comes down and hits you in the face. All yeah, the time. I've looked at your face quite passionately for a while now, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. noticing that you got I'm all sorts of fucked, fucked up, up as now. Did you ever catch the my arms? Oh yeah, no, I see the arms. I see the guns. This, this, no, I mean the scars all over. See, I'm trying to like not intimidate you. I'm wearing long sleeves right now for people that are listening because <laughs> I don't want to fucking flex too hard. Right I didn't now. even mean the guns. I just meant the scars that are all over them. I am like doing. I am going to the gym five days a week now, though. Are you? Hell yeah, dude. You were doing the running thing for a while. I'm still doing the running thing. Ugh. Kills yeah. your gains, bro. I don't really care about gains. I don't care. 
Let me guess. I'm such a scrawny. Let me just guess just by looking at you. Yeah, I guess it. 147 pounds. <laughs> Last bitch. I was going to say 132, but I thought that was 135. Too... God, I thought that was too yeah, small. Yeah, 135. And you're six feet tall. Six feet tall. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I try. I eat the... I fucking You eat. just have a fast metabolism. Probably no, got a big old dick, too. Fast metabolism isn't really like... That's like... That's not really a thing. Yeah, it is. It can be, but like, I just don't eat enough. Maybe okay. that's fast metabolism. It is. I, I was going to say, I eat like maybe once or twice, maybe a day, and I look like this. Yeah, that's true. Because my metabolism is so slow. Yeah. All right, let's get off <laughs> weightlifting talk. Yeah, it's all good. Do you have any other stories that you wanted to share with us this evening? Uh, Yeah, sure. Here. Wait a second. I got to piss real bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, if you just have to pee, I'm going to keep it going. Okay, go for it. Just go right around the corner to the right. Yes, sir. Sorry, this has been a lot of comedy talk, but... When you get two comedians together, that's what we're going to do, I guess. Yeah, I did embarrass myself quite a bit. And I still do to this day, thinking that because I do this dumb little show and have a few listeners that I'm for some reason on the same level as some of my comedic heroes. God, I regret that so much. It reminds me of that scene in Shawshank Redemption where they asked Morgan Freeman character, um, if he's been rehabilitated and he says, I just wish I could go back and talk to him, talk some sense into him, but I can't. That kid is long gone and this old man's all that's left. That's how I feel when I think back on DMing celebrity comedians or comedians that I really like. Like, why would you do that? That was so stupid. I fucking mentioned that I had a sports podcast to a guest at my restaurant. Ah. Uh, I'm embarrassed just saying it. Embarrassed just saying it. So I'm glad Trevor came on. We ended up talking a lot about me doing dumb, embarrassing things. He's going to be right back. But he said he's just going to go to the bathroom, but I feel like he's going to get another beer. That's what I, I, I think he's doing. We'll do a couple more stories and then we'll wrap it up. Thank you all so much for listening as far as you have. He did go get another beer, ladies and gentlemen. I was right. Beautiful. I know that was a strong stream you had. Thank you. Can you hear it on the podcast? Uh, yeah, I think we caught it. Really? Yeah. Impressive, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Drinking <laughs> story? Yeah. What do you got? I don't know. I think the Kyle Canaan one's gonna be hard to top, but I like that one. I mean, I could just do the bit. The bit? the 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 guy. What guy? Old guy. Oh no, you don't have to do that one. I mean, that was a story that happened. That's true. That is a story that happened. I'll get. Maybe I'll come back to it. I don't know. Uh, like, let's see. I don't know because then none of mine are like exciting or fun in a Everyone way. Everyone always I'm, says that. And then yeah. They end up being really good stories. So I remember there was this one where it was like before I was like actually a drinker. I didn't even like beer at the time, and uh, like so I went over to so it was um, good buddy of mine Eric who's a little bit older, and we were going over to my friend Adam's house because his parents were out of town. This I was probably like like nineteen. Okay. <clears throat> And that was bringing my buddy Richard, who is like not any, like not a drinker, not a smoker, not anything. Yeah. And at the time, neither am I really. Okay. But I'm more experienced with it than the than he does. But Eric and Adam, obviously a little bit older, they're big time. So we go they're over. Big time. They're big time. So we go over to Adam's parents' house while they're out of town, and he lives on the complete opposite side of town, like forty five minutes away, type shit. Jesus. Yeah, and so we ride over there, and. It's just like, it's just the four of us. And it's like, all right, let's get started. And so I'm like, I'm like 
just swishing down a Miller High Life as best as I can. And then I realized that it's like Adam made Hunch Punch. And I'm like, oh, this tastes good because I can't drink beer at the yeah. time. So I'm like, oh, this tastes good. And Richard's kind of like, who's like half Asian too. So it's like metabolizing alcohol is already like not great for him. <laughs> and so we're just like hanging out or whatever. And I'm just like hitting the hunch punch. And then he has beer pong set up. And yet again, this is so pathetic because it's four people in this huge house. And it's like beer pong yeah. being 19 and 20 is awesome. Yeah. And so we're like, ah, oh, but we don't drink beer. Me and Richard are like, let's play beer pong against each other. But let's do it with the hunch punch. Yep. And so we start doing that. And oh it's my like, God. it's hunch punch. So it's like, you don't know that it's going to fucking hit you like a brick wall, like an hour and a half it's from so now. It's so weird. We have a parallel, we have two parallel stories now. Because I did the same thing when I was like 18, 19. Of course. I was like, this punch tastes delicious and I hate beer. Let's play with the punch. Exactly. So we start doing that. And then Adam, who's like a weed smoker, Eric's not. He's like such a fucking straight when it comes to that shit. Like I'm in the 70s. He's such a straight dude. I bet he voted for fucking Wallace. But like, <laughs> he's like such a, he's like a fucking, don't do that shit. So Adam's like, do you want to try and smoke weed? And I was like, and I'd never smoked before, but I was like, I'm feeling a little like, I'm like, yeah, let's try it. So I got outside and it's like a fucking pipe. With a, yeah. Like, so I'm like trying to hit it. I just can't because I don't know to like take the thumb Not off, off yeah. to like take a hit of it. And so like I've been just burning it. And Adam's like, no, you have to take your thumb off. And I go, oh. And I just go, <gasps> and I just like rip like half a bowl. Oh, man. And just like fucking cough for like 10, 15 minutes. And then it's just like, I'm not high. I'm not drunk. So I'm just like, oh, man. I'm somewhere in between all of this. <laughs> and it's been a couple hours at this point. So I'm like, man, fucking, I like kind of like sit down on the couch and Richard's like, hits it too and yet again he's like not like i'm not shit and he's and he's even less yeah and so eric just kind of goes like ah, i think it's time to go home and i'm like sure we get into his car i like get in the front seat click the seat belt and kind of do that thing where you like lean over like oof, like that yeah close my eyes and then an instant later kind of like lean back up and open them and i am in front of my house jeez you just blacked out blacked the out. fuck out and like as I'm coming up, as my neck is moving from my left shoulder coming up, I'm like, I'm throwing up right now. Oh, God. So just launch out of the car, go around the side of the house, and I just throw up out of my nose and mouth. Yeah. What tastes like smoke. It's just smoke coming out of me. And yeah, I don't think I tried drinking again for a while after Really? That. Nah. No, that took a while. I didn't start, like, actually, I, you know what's funny is that like, I didn't even start drinking beer until I went to Vegas, which is a weird thing. That is weird. Well, I had an ex-girlfriend that had very wealthy parents. Yeah. And so for her 21st birthday, and it's funny because he still, like, comments, like, her dad still comments on, like, like my Facebook shit. That's weird. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but yeah. No, yeah, for sure. It is weird. All my, We're on good, like, me and the ex are on good terms, but, yeah. like, it's just, like, the dad loves me My still. entire family is still so, friends on social media, yeah. all social media platforms with my ex-fiance. And it's very bizarre. Yeah. Because, again, her and I, it was, you know, amicable. She had to get out because I yeah. couldn't stop drinking. But at oh, the she, same time, it's like. My ex got out because I was a fucking loser. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just working at Walgreens and not going to school. Yeah, mine was like, I can't. I've, I've... Come home and fucking play uh, fucking uh, XCOM. Yeah. Yeah, that dates it a little bit. This is pre-stand-up, so this is probably like 2011 or 12. Yeah, my. Uh, come home from my shift at Walgreens, play XCOM, and drink three Bud Lights, and be like, damn, I'm tore up. <laughs> <laughs> And she left. What? She came home one day and was like crying. 
And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? She was just like, I don't love you anymore. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, it was rough. But I, I, I honestly, like looking back on it, I really appreciate the honesty. Yeah. I really sure. do. Because she could have said anything, but it was just like, I just don't love you anymore. And I don't feel anything like that anymore. And I was just like, even at the time, I like gave her a hug and I was like, f- like, Fair enough, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can't. What are you going to do? Yeah. No, I, I even I made the mistake of trying to be friends with her like immediately afterwards. And it was just like cut so Dude, hard. Dude, that's yeah, hard. Yeah. And I was like, ah, dang it. All right. Cause like, but it, it didn't take as long as – so I've never been one to like if – if I'm in a breakup, it doesn't take that long. But that one for sure didn't take too long. Oh, see, long. I'm, the, I'm the opposite. Well, you've heard my stand-up. Like I'm yeah. a psycho. I'm very – and I, I wouldn't say – I'm usually one foot out the door – when a breakup occurs anyways, okay, that so yeah, was the only right. one that ever like straight blindsided That's me. well, even like with, if, if something, I don't know how, but if something didn't work out with Megan and I, I would be like destroyed. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, and it's weird too. Cause like, cause I'd be like, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Well, and that's the weird thing is like in my situation is I, I saw it coming because we had conversations about it. Like if you can't get sober and stay sober, then we can't. And they were, they seemed like idle threats. And then finally, yeah it wasn't an idle threat anymore and it actually happened. And that one was, I tried to be, do the friends thing like right after. Yeah. Well, at first we thought we were going to get back together and I tried, you know, I held on to that for years for about like a year. And then I was like, Oh, let's do the friend thing. And even a year after I was like, Oh, I but can't. But you're still, you were still trying though. Yeah. yeah. And even a year after I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't do that. Like this is painful. Yeah. I never tried to get back with an ex. Yeah. Um, I, I did for a while. Maybe, maybe the f- first one. But that was like, because I, I. You're a kid then, yeah. Yeah, I, I started. When I was 17, I was dating a 15 year old. Okay. It was like one of those. It was like the very first one, lots yeah, of virginity. Yeah. And we had nothing in common. The only thing we had in common is that we wanted to have sex with each other. <laughs> and so it was on and off for like a year. And then it finally ended. And it was kind of like one of those things where it's like I wasn't very successful afterwards, like yeah. like getting laid wise. Yeah, so yeah. I always kind of came back to that. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But other than that, for the most part, I never. I think after a breakup, I only ever hooked up with one ex, and we only had dated for like a month, and then we oh, hooked really? up, and then we like hooked up in the back of our car one time. Well, it was weird because when I I only dated one person in high school, like the similar situation. To what I was you're also let me real real quick. I was also a really big piece of shit until probably like three years ago. <laughs> until you met me. I mean, I cheated on most of my girlfriends. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, not uh, fully, but like I. No, I, I was what a, you're saying though. I remember the one that blindsided me. I like was talking to a friend, like a friend of ours on skype like, oh, pretty right. explicitly i was yeah. drunk but it was also like i knew what i was doing yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing but it's weird because i i've been in situations like when i got to college i was like i'm not dating anybody i'm playing college that stops football. once I'm you doing... realize it hurts people obviously yeah 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 but i never even fucking i have nightmares about getting caught for cheating do you I, really yeah still god that's that's like i have and it's like i've never even thought like obviously in the relationship and now i've never even thought about it but i still have nightmares about it yeah of like that's what I've, i did a thing and i don't remember doing it i have yeah. i have drinking nightmares all the time right really like, yeah like my whole world is crumbling savannah leaves and i'm like wasted and, there's and i wake right up there. and i'm like what happened <laughs> what happened tom segura's not answering your dms oh god all right all right all right all right all right god i'm so embarrassed about that that's okay all right. Do you want to share that last story, or do you want to come back and share it? We're at one twenty-one right now. I'll share it quick. I'll I'll share it pretty quick. Okay. Go ahead. So, sure, this is uh. I won't even. I won't do the stand-up version of it. I'll just do the the real one. So, like when yeah, I was just tell the real story, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not that different for the stand-up one. It's just the same thing, but without the punchlines. So it's gonna be way more boring. <laughs> 
but no so like when i was when i was like younger like so it's like not to like toot my own horn but like i got so like once i became like 20 i would say like 23 24 i was like fairly successful with like getting laid or whatever just because it's like you kind of figure out who you are and it's like i figured out like how to like like dress well and when like, you figure out the tells too like of course, of course. they're into me they're no, not I like equivocate you know like can be like i don't know i like think i'm like a fairly charming guy or whatever yeah, so i was like charming. so i was like thank you so i was like fairly successful but before that it's like nerd from high school never leaves you really yeah and especially horny nerd from high school never leaves you like eminem says you might not have a dog in the fight but you can't take the fight out of the dog it's true i also assume that he says other extremely wise things but <laughs> uh he does. Like, how are you going to leave me and love him out the blue? Oh, man, Eminem. Jesus Christ. He's the he's the Mahatma Gandhi of our time. Hey. Great, Kim is the greatest love song ever written. Anyway, back to your story. The greatest love song ever written is, uh, what's a really hipster answer? Naive Melody by Talking Heads. Uh, <laughs> this must be a place. <laughs> See, David Byrne says it's the only love song he ever wrote. Uh, <laughs> but, so, when I'm like, tw- I'm trying to remember how old I was for this. I was probably like 22, 23. I, this is how horny I was. Was like, not only was I on OKCupid, I was also, which ironically is actually how I met my girlfriend now. Is it really? We hooked up way. So we actually went out on a date way back in the day and it went really well. And I was like, oh, we should, we should do this again. And she was like, I'm actually moving. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, and wow. Then, that's bananas. And then years later, I DM'd her on Instagram because it seemed like she was single. And we were just like, we should meet up. And then it just, ran from there i'd like drive down to like like to south florida to, like go meet her or whatever but then yeah no that, that's that's how oh, that that's so sweet i know it was kind of nice because i was because she was always the one that I was like damn like because I, I always like in my mind it always kind of came back to like that one girl she was like really something like i was like i always was Aww. like i know it's you really make me fucking cry man. it's a dream come true man uh and she bought a house and i'm living in it <laughs> You were going to be the epitome of stay-at-home dad if she gets pregnant. Oh, dude. One, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to be a great dad. You know what's funny is that we spent time... So I'll get back to the story real quick because uh, I know we don't have that much time. Uh, we spent time with her sister and her family. Like She has three small children. Mm-hmm. And uh, the youngest one, uh, who's named after Khalil Mack. What's up? Shouts uh, out, Khalil Mack. Yo, D-O-P-Y in my book. Yeah. Uh, not this year, but <laughs> occasionally he's very great. Um, he looks at me and since he sees me, a tall guy with glasses next to my girlfriend, the only person that he associates that with is her dad. Oh, really? Just calls me Papa. <laughs> and they fucking love it. They're, they they think it's the funniest shit where he's like walking around the house while I'm still asleep and he's like, where's Papa? Uh-huh. He's like one. Yeah. In fact, girlfriend shows, tells me today, she's like, uh, yeah, Lincoln's walking around the house just going where's papa and they showed him a picture of me he goes papa Aww. i'm like please don't do that that's i'm so not cute. it is it'll be cute later but for me that's like that's a lot of pressure motherfucker. yeah that's weird <laughs> grandparents gotta buy a lot of shit uncles they just show up every once in a while bro yeah ain't that the truth so i'm on okay cupid and that's not enough for horny nerdy me I have to like I have to get to the real shit. So I'm on Craigslist like personals. Yeah, I'm trolling. Like I'm not posting, but I'm trolling them. And I see one. And it's this older lady, and I'm like, she looks pretty hot, you know. And so I email her, and it's like we're emailing back and forth. And eventually, this kind of leads to this whole thing where it's like I'm sh- I'm I'm sending dick pics. She's sending me nudes, and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. 
And uh, eventually it gets to the point where she's like, I'd love to fucking, I'd love to like meet up. But like, I just like want to feel kind of safe. And I, I don't tell us in the joke, but at the time I know she's married. Yeah. Cause she's prefacing that where she's just like, oh, we just get weird with it. My husband's a lot older. He's not in, like, he's not in good shape. So we just get weird with it. Okay. And I was like, okay, so I'll meet your husband for sure. So we, I, I go to a Hooters and I meet up with this old man. And yet again, in the joke, I don't know it's an old man, but in real life, I know it's an old man. Yeah. And like, I know because he is like, I'm buying drinks, I'm drinking while we're talking. And he's like, you know, you could tell that he's kind of horny for me too, where he's like, how can we kind of like make this work? Now, granted this whole time, like I've never met the woman. I don't even oh, know. Yeah, she, Cause you've only emailed, only emailed. I don't even know if she exists, but in my mind, she probably does because all the shit that he's saying is true. Yeah. Tells me his name, pays with the card, tells me what he does. He's a doctor at Mayo Clinic. Tells me his whole situation, which is shouts like, out Mayo, shouts out Mayo Clinic. Uh, he's got a uh, uh, like a earpiece and like a like a deaf ear hearing aid. Yeah, hearing aid. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, I don't have that much time left on this earth, and I'm just trying to get a little weird with it. And I hear that not only do you want to was ask, it a hearing aid or a cochlear implant? I couldn't tell. Okay. Because I didn't know the difference. Yeah. So like thinking the cochlear that, implants, the one that they drill into the back of your skull if you're deaf. I think it was a hearing aid. Okay. And the hearing yeah. Aid pretty sure it's a hearing aid because he was like I said, he's in poor health, and yeah. you could and you could definitely tell. He just and wants to get weird with it. He wants to get weird with it. That's and gonna be the title of this episode. Let's get weird with it. God. So like so like all the things he said because he pays with the so later this is fast forwarding later in the night he pays with the card and then he goes to the bathroom and I look at the, which is like a lot of trust on his part that I wouldn't just like swipe the card. Yeah. So like I'm like, there's a lot of trust being built here. And I look at the name on the card and I Google it on my phone and it all checks out. I see his picture on the Mayo Clinic website. I see everything. Yeah. I don't remember his name, obviously. But I'm like, oh, this all checks out. Like so yeah. so he is probably for sure telling the truth. As far as like if the wife exists, it's like probably and it's like that's his lead in to also get involved type thing. Yeah. Because the entire time we're talking, he's it's two things. It's asking me what I need financially, because he's like, I have a lot of money. And he's just like, well, how much debt you got? And I'm like, you know, at the time, I'm like, oh, it's a lot. Like, it's like $800. And he's like, That's, <laughs> yeah, it's like nothing. And so he's like, oh, we could, I can wipe that out easy for you. And then also it's like, I've, me, you're, I've seen your pictures and I really like what I see. And it's him just trying to like cut in on it. And I'm yeah. just, and I'm kind of deflecting. I'm like, oh no, you know, I'm not, I've never really done that. I'm not that interested, you know, cause yeah. I'm, cause I'm still like eyes on the prize trying to fuck this wife that most certainly exists. <laughs> And eventually it kind of tapers down and it's like kind of died down. Like the conversation It's just like, well, all right, we'll talk in the future. It's like a business meeting. Like yeah. he's closing the briefcase and we're shaking hands being like, well, we'll continue this. We'll do this later. So we're leaving and he does pull a slick line. This is part of the joke where he's like, I'm walking to my car. He goes, what are you doing, man? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to drive to uh, to a friend's house. And he goes, no, you get you gotta ride with me you've been drinking and i was like oh you're right i have been drinking and i get into his car and like five seconds after getting into his car we're driving i'm like i just got into this guy's car yeah and so i'm like immediately looking at the locks and they're unlocked but i'm like i'm waiting for like a little yeah to be like oh i'm fucked he's taking me to a secondary location and he drives me down the street this is off san jose 
So he drives down the street and he pulls into a residential area and he shows and he drives slow next to this like this huge house with a bunch of cars in front of him. He goes, "Oh, that's that's my house. That's my wife's car. A bunch of her family's in town. They're all hanging out right now because it was around the holidays." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool, man." In my mind, I'm like, "How did you get out of the house?" Oh, I didn't even think about that. To be like. Yo, uh, I got to get toilet paper real quick. Yeah, I'm really not trying to have cigarettes. sex with that boy you've been talking to. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been like three hours we've yeah. been talking. And uh, yeah, so he finally like kind of, I mean, he keeps harping on it where he's just like, I really like, I can't express to you like, like I'm ready to go. Even if you, if I could just watch, like I'd be super down for that. And I'm like, ah, I'm not really into it. And we end up in another parking lot. And he's like, listen, I'm going to lay it out on the line for you. I'll give you $1,000 right now cash. And he shows me the cash in his wallet. He's yeah. got like three grand in fucking 20s just piled up. And he's like, I'll give you a grand right now if you let me touch it. And I'm like. Yeah, the grand's a lot. That's your whole debt, right? Like, I'm like just sitting in the passenger seat. I'm like, okay. And I told, I even told him, I was like, I'm not going to make any promises. I don't think anything's going to happen. And he's like, we'll see about that. Like you got the eye of the tiger yeah, yeah, all of yeah. a sudden. He's like, competitor, I'll make these old hands work miracles on that penis. <laughs> so he like shoves his hand into my pants and he is like, he's just kind of like f- just fumbling it. And it's just not getting hard because it's an old man's hand. Yeah. It's an old man jacking your dick off. With the thumb and the yeah. index finger, he's trying to make the little guy work and turn into a bigger guy. He's like, come on, little buddy. He's trying to fucking work it. <laughs> and it's like the line of the joke is that it's like, you have like it's like, you know, a stranger, it's when you sit on your hand and you try and jack off with it. And if anybody's ever tried to do that, it feels like a guy with callousy hands trying to jack you off. It doesn't feel pleasant at all. Just like that but with just like a raptor claw because his skin is so tight to the bone and his nails are so yellow and sharp and they're just digging into uh, all the wrong places. It's not getting hard and he's gripping with a full grip. God damn, so his man. fingers are reaching into not only his own palm, but like but my like soft your, dick. Yeah yeah. 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 So it's just, and he's just tugging and it's just, re- and he's really yanking it like it's a lawnmower and it's just not working at all. And eventually I have to, I have to be like, all right, cool down. Like we're, we're, I think We're done uh, here. Yeah. I don't think it's going to I'm trying to be nice about it because yeah. I got the eyes on the prize which at this point the wife doesn't exist anymore <laughs> I'm looking at the cash you know what I mean yeah, I'm like trying to prize I'm like if I was even more of a gamer I'd be like let's go like maybe I will get hard we'll go for two you know what I mean yeah. like but it's it's not going to work even if I like I was even if it was like a thing where it's like I could get hard because it's like a good person jacking me off I just can't because of the nerves yeah because of the stakes yeah, the stakes situation. that are there because it's a lot of money I mean like I haven't been able to get hard with like girls that I want to have sex with yeah. because of the nerves imagine oh, yeah. like a thousand dollars yeah I couldn't do it with an old man jacking I couldn't do it and so he's like oh is anything going to happen. Like, cause he's thinking that he's like, I'm going to get him hard and I'm going to blow him. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nothing's going to happen, man. I'm sorry. Like I'm apologizing to him as if I'm like, Oh my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. You can't suck my dick in the way that I told you I didn't want it to happen. God. And so he starts driving me back to the parking lot instead of murdering me, which is very nice. That's of him. Sweet, yeah. It's really considerate, honestly. He, well, he's a man of all seasons, you know, he's been around for all of them. Literally all of them. He's so fucking old. <laughs> So they invented seasons, and that guy was like, "Damn, I hired I, I'm gonna have all four of these for a while." Yeah. Uh, so we finally get back to my car, and like the whole time he's just silent, 
and I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm like, I gotta find a way to like cut in and be like, uh, you know, stretch out and be like, so about the cash that you got yeah, on you, buddy. What about the money? And I'm just too embarrassed to just even like bring it up. Yeah. So we get to my car and we kind of he parks it and he puts it in park and kind of sits there and he goes, "Well, this has been quite a night." And I go, "Yeah, I think it has been." And he's like. So um, I'll send you another email. And I was like, cool. He was like, well, we'll talk. Have a good night, buddy. Call me buddy. Oh, I hate that. So weird. I have a bit about hating that. Your hand was on my penis. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you too. And I just get out of his car. I just get into mine. And then I drive. And the entire time, like, fucking, like, yelling at myself. I'm like, the fucking money! The fucking money! I'm you like, didn't like, get the money. Didn't get the fucking money. And I go to my friend's apartment because this entire time, I this has been so sus that I've been texting my friend this entire yeah. time. And I finally go to the apartment where, it's not his apartment, but it's like a party where people are hanging out at. Yeah. And I go there. And, like, I'm like, I'm never, on the way there, I'm like, I'm never going to tell anyone about this. I walk and then I have it's like a 30 minute drive so I have time to process it at the time in the car I'm like I'm never going to tell anyone about this I walk to the doors of the apartment and I go I just had an old guy jack me off for literally no reason <laughs> <laughs> oh man classic classic Trevor Johnson we didn't talk about pedophilia but one time on this podcast yeah we didn't I tried to avoid politics and uh, the fact that David Geffen is allegedly a pedophile <laughs> ringleader Almost made it the whole time. Almost made it the whole time. Look out for Steven Spielberg, too. Tom Hanks is in Greece for a reason. Um, I'm just kidding. Tom Hanks is totally fine. And I, uh, I'm i glad that he recovered from COVID. And I'm sure it was his birthday recently or something, probably. All right. Yeah. That's about <laughs> it for me. Go ahead and plug everything one more time. So yeah, sure. If I, uh, if I have shows coming up, I'll plug them. But uh, right now, I don't. But if you want to follow me on Twitter for really dumb Jaguar shit and, uh, yeah, just dumb shit in general, uh, you can follow me at at Drover Tonson. It's just Trevor Johnson with the T and the J switched. And that's about it for me. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody, for hey, listening. Hey, thank you for having me on, by the way. It's yeah, been a long time coming. I had, I had a lot of fun, man. This is fun. If we wanted to, dig, if we wanted to uh, dig deeper into shit that's not us being embarrassed by being starstruck by other people, God. Would, uh, we could really, we could really so do some damage. God, I can't believe I did that. Uh, um, it's okay, man. We've all been there. Well, You've gonna, definitely been there way more often than I have. Yeah, just sure. just numbers-wise, you're way more pathetic than I am. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> I will have you back on. That's the good thing about still being in Jacksonville. I love you, buddy. Talk to you guys. I love you too, man. This was fun. Um, Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. At uh, Brennan T. Comedy. Blah, blah, blah. Shout out. BrennanTComedy.com. Yo, that's the boy. For upcoming dates, I got shows in uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida all coming up in the next couple months. So Yo, check North out the Carolina, website. Carolina, come on and raise up. Petey Pablo, what's up? Yeah, take your shirt off. Spin around your head yeah, just like a helicopter. helicopter. Baby. Come on, what are you trying to come at me? Come Yo, my on. man tried to be a freak leak over here. Um, thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, cuties. I love you.